in France and, and you know, Zeebrugge or wherever and in Holland and all the main ports on the continent already have these customs borders in place. Yeah. So I don't know. Or could just do a Russia. Annex. Annex. South Korea. <laughs> South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting play. Yeah. Yeah. They won't see that coming. <laughs> That's what we'll do. We'll get out of the EU and annex South Korea. Then just can't. Welcome to the Amish Inquisition. Dot Podbean. Podbean. Spotify. Tune in. Intune. Stitcher iTunes iTunes reviews we have a review have, have we? we I went on the other day and there's a review well uh, I don't know each episode has like a bar like a a popularity bar <laughs> next <Excellent>. to it <laughs> and there's one so I think they're there's like one, they're the rest in minus <laughs> I think they're maybe star reviews you know like you just click that All one right. to five but there is a, a written review as well is it from our new uh, Dutch friend Oh, I don't know. I sent him a message. Uh, yeah. We met a guy on Call of Duty World War Two this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he seemed really nice for the 45 seconds or so that <laughs> I knew him. Capitan... Yeah. Are we allowed to say that? Car- Capitan... Uh, Cadaver. Cadaver, yeah, with Ks. From the land of the Dutch, the land of tulips. Hopefully not. He's only American, to be honest. Yeah, but they all sound American, don't they? Because that's wow, how they learn it. this much. That's how they learn it, isn't it? Like... Israeli people sound American as well when they're speaking. Oh, fuck. Why did, why did Matt's do that? Why did they stick to bottom of Yeah, Matt, why do you do that? Why did Matt's <laughs> stick to the bottom of things? Mm. It's a fetish. Fetish. Twitter, at Amish INQ Podcast. Follow us there. Mm-hmm. You can um, tweet us interesting things you want us to talk about. Twice. Didn't someone do that this week? Or was it last week? I don't know. No, last week we got someone a message, didn't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the, yeah, sorry, that was the Musk... Yeah. The Musk fan. Yeah, so do, 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 we, do we want to clean, clean yes. that up that situation where he? So, I think I was I was um, defending Elon, thinking that he was perhaps saying it was a God. typo. I think he said a typo in my in my voice. Or <laughs> no, you said it was Elon had written. I thought, pedo oh, as first a typo. of all, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a typo. And again. Hello! Hello! <laughs> Again! <laughs> I dropped the keyboard and it stopped recording. Oh. So, yeah, with the Elon Musk thing, um, I think, yeah, I did say that I thought it might be a typo. I was saying how great he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he's pretty great. I'm not going to back down from that. But uh, as it's it happens. It's quite petty, wasn't it, that he yeah, into that? Very petty. And I think. Um, very Tom Petty. Yeah, I think he's just that type of person, which is fine. But. What's not fine is he did call that guy a pedo and essentially off the stereotype that he's a British guy, he's gone to Thailand yeah. for Peter sex Philly. tourism. <laughs> That's the reason. Yeah. Yes. So is that true? Um, and I mean, not that he's a pedo. <laughs> is it true that the diver, the British Wait and diver, see. I think that's what Elon said. Yeah. Wait what's and the, see. He sensed it on him. <laughs> was the British diver a tourist? You got involved. No, no. He's just saying that. He's just saying that. Right? Anyone, saying that. Well, anyone yeah. who goes to live in Thailand is yeah. uh, a sex tourist. I was at the post office the other day paying some money in. Were there any sex tourists there? There was an, an old guy oh, came up to the. See quite a lot of people like this now. Don't old guys. Such a creamy hamstring. <laughs> yeah, he was a bit like him, and uh, he said, uh, 
can you send these to Thailand, please? <laughs> and I thought, oh. And the woman behind the cat said, well, um, for security purposes, can we ask what it is? No. Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said it was uh, house keys and uh, motorbike keys. <laughs> Did you oh. speak like that, really? Yeah. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a big thing, that, isn't it? Sex tourism. Rich mm. Westerners going to Thailand and getting yeah. getting Russian Russian yeah, brides, yeah. And such. Well, especially maybe. when people go travelling around Vietnam and and Thailand and Cambodia and all those places, tend to do a lot of shagging the old sex tourist people. Is it sort of legal over there or something? Is it a, a legal sex trade in I Thailand? Don't I don't think so. it's legal because Gary Glitter went over, didn't he? And he got he got. Arrested over there for that was Cambodia, wasn't it? Cambodia, Thailand, but that was kids, weren't it? Yeah, I mean, just for like you know, consenting, consenting adults. Mm-hmm. Is it not legal though? I don't think you, it's you legal. You can go to Skegness for consensual sex with adults, yeah. Go to, have to go no, all the way I mean, to Thailand. I mean, paying for prostitution. Yes, I know. That's right. There's, there's quite a lot of brothels in Blackpool on my walk to work when I park in the town centre. Do you think it's time? <laughs> yeah, do you think they just sort of turn a blind eye then? Yeah. To it all. yeah, so it's not on the streets, basically. Keep it off the streets. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I, actually, to be fair, I don't know if it is the legal, you know, like brothels are legal and then... It just has a reputation, doesn't it? Yeah. Some countries in the Far East for this thing of older Western men going over and... Shagging. And bringing wives well, back and stuff. There's a, there's a guy near to where I live who must be like 80 and he's got... Uh, I assume a wife or a girlfriend who's half his age at least. If I don't know what country she's from, but she looks that sort of South Asian, Thai, Filipino, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and I just think she just looks very sad all the time <laughs> when I see it with him. Yeah, just looks really? like really pissed off. Yeah, mm. but maybe that's just. Yeah. I'd imagine most of it, most of them do it because they want a better life. Or a more comfortable life. What it is, well, when I've spoken to people about it, I've spoken to a couple of people who've had Thai girlfriends or Thai wives. In, <laughs> really? Yeah, in my kind of job that I do. All right. And it tends to be that they come over, they work, and they send like, all the money basically back home. Because mm-hmm. um, especially in Thai culture, I think it's, if you manage to go and get, earn a lot of money, you're expected to... Not expected. Well, yeah, you expect it of yourself, I suppose, that you look after your family. That's a cultural norm. Yeah, and you send all your money back home, basically, to help them. Right. And that's why I was watching something about ladyboys, um, in on Channel Four or something. And similarly, they travel to have it. Yeah, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Ron and I out. I've <laughs> taken apart my pants press. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and. Sh- this lady boy was sending all of her money back to the village from she, Bangkok. She yeah. was working in Bangkok, yeah. making big money and sending yeah. it back. Yeah, because it was like they were trying to bust this myth of it was because it's a is it a Buddhist country. It is a mainly Buddhist countries oh. in Thailand, yeah. And it, this thing about not people not having not being as. Uh, I don't know if it upsets the word, but not having much against people swapping genders and stuff because there's something to do with Buddha that it wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, just not the same stigma. Yeah, gender isn't a thing, but there was basically 
like her family didn't like the fact oh, that she right. was being a girl. The whole working and sending money back for your family. Do you think that is because I'm I'm assuming they don't have the same level of social safety nets that we have, like old age pensions and social housing Probably, and stuff. Probably, yeah. And that if we didn't have those sorts of things, we would do that like we did in the maybe 40s and 50s and stuff. Maybe, yeah. Um, it's well known in the uh, Asian community, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That often the in-laws will move in. Yeah. Uh, and they'll pull together and buy a huge house and have mm-hmm. three generations in there. Yeah, it's exactly. quite, it's not un- uncommon. No. Yes. I, I don't know if I could hack that. <laughs> no. I think like your extended family. Folk. It depends how big the house is. <laughs> I know. Stick to the West Wing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't think I could hack that, to be honest with you. It's too much. Especially if you only had like two, two or three bathrooms and there was like 20 of you in there. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I suppose that's only like seven to a bathroom, isn't it? People obviously couldn't do it. Yeah. And do it successfully. I don't know. Think about... Um, Tea would be ready every night, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's in my house. Yeah, no, it's because you make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tea's ready, every, every, to be fair, every night in my house most of the time. Does your missus do most of the cooking? Yeah, because she works from home. Oh, of course, right. Yeah, it winds me up. I'll be I'll be like, fucking, it'll be 11 o'clock in the morning. I'll think, fuck, I forgot to get some out at freezer. <sighs> I hate defrosting in microwave. No, it's not the no, same, is it? Good. Partially cooks the edges. Sometimes, yeah. The, yeah. the edge of the mince goes <laughs> a tepid brown. Yeah, <laughs> or the chicken breast. If you defrost mm. the chicken breast, yeah, that cooks. The very thin bits start to cook. I mean, if it's beef, I mean, you can pretty much cook it from frozen, can't no. you? Yeah. You don't, it doesn't have to be thoroughly defrosted like no. chicken and pork, I don't think. Well, no, we cook chicken from frozen. Yeah, you can do, do, yeah. You can do you can. chicken from frozen. Of course yeah. you can. You can cook anything from frozen. What, in a pan? Yeah. Fry no. it? No, but you could. Yeah, yeah. You could do, but we stir fry. Yeah, you could. Have, yes. Put frozen chicken lumps in a stir fry. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck! Right. Yeah. Or, cook, you have to cook it to fuck. Or in the oven. Yeah, yeah. Make sure. Uh, or we do it in the oven quite a lot. Uh, dry it. Make it nice and dry. I need to get your recipe for a mitzah. A mitzah. It's yeah, just uh, my wife would have to tell you if you Google it. Obviously. Yeah, I could Google it. Mitzah. Yeah. It's Slice just, of corn. She didn't, invent, she didn't invent it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's a butterfly. You just butterfly the chicken breast. Mm. Put your passata on. No, uh, we don't have passata normally. Well, that's something I'm going to have to buy. Yeah. Does it have to be passata? You know, it's put chop. Oh, of course that. you can, but it's not as nice. Right. Why? What's in the passata? Is it sugar? Passata strained tomatoes, so there's no bits. <laughs> strained tomatoes. Yeah. Right, so it's more It's of like a all the liquid. seeds, and yeah, there's not skin okay. in it, basically. So it spreads pulled. better as well. Yeah. Right. So you don't really want a chunky... It's like, we basically, I assume that's what they make the the top of the pizza with. Yeah. So, passata, then cheese, then or, topping. Yeah, whatever you want upon it, basically. What kind of cheese you put on? Well, she puts, like, some rubbish Weight Watchers cheese on that doesn't mm. melt because it has no fat in it, but... Um, mozzarella. I was yeah. thinking, yeah, mozzarella balls, yeah. tear it up. Yeah, or nice whatever stuff. cheddar we put on sometimes, or... Mm. Yeah, or mozzarella. Sometimes she puts three types of cheese on, so she'll put mozzarella. It's supposed to be four. <laughs> yeah, she's quite trosfermaggi. She puts uh, on there goat's cheese, mozzarella, uh, and cheddar. Goat's cheese. I do not like goat's cheese. Do you not? I like goat's cheese. Mm. It's nice. It tastes a bit 
goatee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got like a beard, like a like a goat. That's not how, that's not how it works. <laughs> no. Hmm. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, go on. I've been doing some jobs today, doing landlord jobs. Oh, landlord jobs. With Dad, yeah, putting a, we put a gutter, a rain gutter up. When you say we, did you hold the ladder? I held the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> you put a rain gutter up. Rain gutter up. We, Why was uh, there not one there before? It fell off. It's like the house is from like eighteen like seven or something stupid. Um, I weren't led with it. They were me- the metal. It was cast metal. iron. Castine, fucking yeah. hell what a nightmare it's lucky it, it saves you a job it falling off yeah <laughs> fuck me it just rotted after a hundred million years castine <laughs> my so, front one was castine yeah a lot of old gone now gone that rehanged a door rehung a door oh that's Good. tricky he did he's yeah. a joiner isn't he no is he not engineer no oh. yeah engineer yeah. yeah someone listens yeah so um your dad yeah. Oh, I thought it was your father-in-law. No, my dad. Oh. Uh, what else did we do? Um, Were they out? The tenants? yeah, they're on holiday. When you say yeah. rehung the door, the door fell off, and you door, put the same yeah, they, wall they, all back on, they, back in. It would jammed or something, and he forced it open. Oh, right. So uh, did you have to rip the hinges out? Oh, did you have God to plane sake. out off it? Yeah. Did, did, you, did you think they'd just been pissing around and someone was holding the door? And someone no, the house, out? the house is honestly immaculate. Really nice. Oh, really okay. pleased with. Uh, what they've done and how they've kept it. Did they listen to the podcast? No. <laughs> they've moved out, have they? Is that why I'm No, no, they're just on holiday. Oh, they've right. been in four years now. Bloody right. hell. God, are you not thinking about getting a mortgage? I'm. No, them. Them. Instead uh, <laughs> of paying yours. Yeah, yeah. You don't have one Sorry. now, does he? <laughs> Everyone has a mortgage. No. <laughs> not on that house? I thought you paid that house off. Uh, no, we do have a little mortgage oh, okay. on that house. <laughs> I thought you paid it off. No. You were lying then. No one pays off mortgages. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're never going to pay those off. <coughs> we, didn't, we didn't pay it off. We um, we released a lot. Released. Then, oh, I can't even fucking remember what we did. I remortgaged recently. Actually, your team of accountants deal with it. Mm. Yeah, I've got people to do that for me. Yeah, <laughs> but it was so good. You, you planed the door. Planed the door. It. Refitted. What else? We put the gutter up. I I. Refixed um, the balustrade thing on the end of the decking that we that we that I put there originally. How did you do that? Screw. <laughs> one big screw. One big screw. Right. It, it sort of flapped off a bit, so I just put one big screw in. Right. And then somebody kicked the back gate in for some reason. Smashed the back doors in. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, I patched them up. <laughs> I was I was reading an article saying that um, they think. No, actually, no. It's I need to take some sandpaper to these fucking courses, don't I? I rough them up. Yeah. No. Go on. You saw an article? I don't think it was an article. I was talking to somebody who rented a house as well. And she was kind of saying that um, she rented house, houses for a while, like years. Said, like, tenants now kind of won't do anything at all. Like, so some simple breaks, like, I don't know. Um, a light bulb washer on a tap or something yeah or something you could potentially do yourself mm. they just no right I'm paying for this you, you come and fix it they decorated a couple of rooms um, just off their own back because they wanted it different rang up and said do you mind if we decorate? yeah no that, I, I, I bet that's you a common thing I bet you don't go through an agent do you yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, and they take 10%. 10%? What for? Why are you doing the repairs then? Well, they take, they take all the money. Um, <laughs> uh, and then give us give us the rent minus What's the their point 10%. of them being there then? They they will do work, but they're quoted something like 300... It was nearly 300 quid to put a gutter up and, and rehang a door, and I thought, what the fuck, I can do that. Because okay. they'll have, they will have a relationship with their tradesmen. Exactly. So I said, no, I'm not having that. They will have uh, a finance fee for work. Mm-hmm. We spent, I don't know, 15 quid on materials. And mm. That was it. Getting so, yeah. back to why you think uh, they don't de- decorate and things, I think maybe part of it is because there's more uncertainty now in it's your not decoration. I think the decoration thing... No, I mean, doing things around the house, you said. Yeah, I think, like, when things break more than sort of, like, decoration. Right. I think it's right well knows. known, isn't it, if... The, if you're not happy with a decoration, you're you kind of expected to just do it yourself, unless it's a fucking shit tip. What when I'm, you're renting, I mean. What I'm getting is that I think renting is less um, stable than it used to be. What's well, more turnover? Yeah. So people don't feel as secure in rented housing, maybe, as they used to. You've obviously got a good relationship mm. with your tenants. I never met them. Right. So, yeah. That's a good... But, to me, if they've took, if they've decorated rooms, mm-hmm. that means they feel secure and they mm-hmm. see that place as their home. Yeah, and it, it does know. look like a like a home when I went in. I yeah. thought, oh, this, you know, really nice. and not a bit of shit anyway. No, and they have a dog as well. <gasps> a dog. What kind? Garden was immaculate. I don't know. Never seen it. I did a job. I did a job on Monday, and the dog was a cross between a Labrador and a Foxhound. What's a Foxhound? A fox giant fox hunting dog. Right. And I walked in the door. And it went up on me like that, and this paws were up here, just above my tit, just above my nipples. <laughs> Nearly, I had to take a step back, and I had to take a knee. Because <laughs> it, it was such a big dog, mm-hmm. and just gorgeous. So soft, Sammy was called. Didn't you I'd, suplex it? <laughs> <laughs> well, suplex it. Flip him over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forgot my judo training. Yeah, just uh, turned him over my hip. <laughs> and killed it <laughs> I was setting out the burger alarm at one I was fitting them a burger alarm as one of the jobs and I had to it came, comes code? in a kit hey what's the code <laughs> 1983 oh, my birthday no it was while I was setting it up and then she changed it uh, I got the I was unpacking everything and this big dog just comes and li- lies down next to me and then he starts putting paws on stuff that I'm setting out. Uh, the mine, the mine, mine. And let's see, he just rolls over and just lies on me with his belly up in air. Oh. Ginormous dog. He's brilliant. I love him. Love dogs. Oh. Soft as shit. Pen in the ass. I remember I did a job last year up, uh, it was off Skeffy Road, Skevington Road. And this was a te- uh, through a letting agent. You think, fucking hell, rented house somewhere around Skimmington Road. What the fuck am I going to find in here? <laughs> and uh, they were Polish. I knew from the... Because I got the tenants contact, the Polish. And I walked in the door and there's a f- ginormous pit bull. <laughs> Absolutely ginormous. Not a legal breed, you can tell. Beast. Mm. Yeah. And uh, soft as shit. Absolutely soft as shit. Gorgeous dog. Mm. Is that it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. Was the house nice? Yeah. There you go. See, look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
thing yeah, is, you have preconceptions, don't you? Yes. Everyone does. Yeah. But the thing is that they're based in fat, in truth. You know, a lot of the times they are preconceptions. <laughs> they're based in fat. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you have preconceptions because they have some basis in reality. Mm-hmm. But they're not always right. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think there's a ra- there's always a range, isn't there? That the, I think the problem is is it depends. You you begin to associate certain things, don't you? I always assume the worst as well. Oh, mm. I think that's mm. the natural uh, human instinct. Yeah, like a defensive instinct. Yeah. yeah. I suppose you just got to watch yourself, haven't you? You oh, have to try and recognise when you're doing it. Better recognise. Recognise. You have to sort of catch yourself in the moment and say, "Why am I thinking that?" There's no bit, there's no logical reason for that. No, it's hard. Yeah, schema. That's the psychological theory. A schema. A schema. What's that mean? You have a, you have schemas in your brain, or you. It can't be in your brain. It's just a way that they have to verbalise what's going on, basically. So in a schema, there's it gives you quick access to information, basically. Right. So lots of similar information stored there. So you'll have a schema for, I don't know, using your phone or in talking to people, walking down the street. So if you walk down the street and you bump into somebody, you automatically say, sorry, move on. It's that like kind a of shortcut. Yeah. Like a hardwired shortcut. Yeah, and that's where it was sort of the idea between. Like, ow. Yeah. Why do we say ow? Do they say ow in other languages? In Japan? Ay! I don't know. Yeah, they do. Do they say ow? Say ay. Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, no, so they say different things. So they have it hardwired differently for some reason. Yeah. Well, there's like diff- different phonemes. Is it phonemes? It's called phonemes, oh, it's aren't like they? Types of sounds. Yeah, that you like lose. Phonics. Yeah, phonemes. Phonemes. So there's like, there's only like, there's not that many phonemes that make up a language. I'm all right. Um, <laughs> and that's how they do voice recognition now. So it's not like you would read lots of different words. It's you read just a few words, sound. and it's the sound. Yeah, and they can make any word from a phone. Yeah. But you lose if you if you certain languages have different noises that you just can't hear. Apparently, if you don't learn right. it, can't hear it. Yeah, that's mad. Or can't say it. Right. Well, there's yeah. Saying it's different because we had this thing with GIF, didn't we? Uh-huh. And we had to, was it changed to SIF? Mm-hmm. Because, was it a Spanish thing? I don't know. The Spanish couldn't Euro- say European. J. And that's why something. we left the EU. Hugh I was thinking about the EU this week because mm. there's all been, there's been talk of um, Michelle Barnier came out today. Michelle. Who's she? Bonnier. <laughs> Is that Michelle Obama's uh, sister? <laughs> Michelle Obama. Michelle. <laughs> well, that's something else I've got to tell Michelle you. Michelle Obama, in case you didn't hear yes. that. Um, Massive. He dick. came out today to say that, um, you know, the, the you know this deal that Theresa May has brought, this white paper that mm. caused the, resignation. The toilet paper. The checkers meeting. Yeah, and everyone's left. Uh, yeah, because they're, they're so she's come up because of this thing that she's come up. With. She's given it to the EU, and Michelle Barnier came today and said something like, "It's constructive, but there's a lot of unanswered questions and steps towards this and that." So could do better. Mm. Could do better. Must try harder. The the fact is, is that they're not going to get that deal. No, there's no. You know, the, the, that's the that's the starting negotiating point. Well, from, really, no, I don't. Uh, <coughs> 
he's oh. bound to the thing is is it's it's a negotiation isn't it so he's gonna say stuff to get the most out of it that he possibly can the thing is Should we've we? only just started negotiating and we, it's been like two years hasn't now, it? now they've been negotiating different parts haven't they there's never yeah. been a plan to negotiate written down is there until no recently? well it started with with um European rights. Yeah, some free movement and stuff, wasn't there? And well, no, they're guaranteeing the rights yeah, of yeah. already living in here. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. And, that and was the first argument. Yeah. So we left the, a hard bit to the very end. Yeah. Yeah. But it got me thinking about the Northern Ireland thing, the which border. is probably the hardest part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems, well, the media tells us that that's, this is the hardest mm. part of the thing. And I just thought, what is the problem? <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> Don't we don't want to we just all get along? We don't, we don't want a border. No. I, I don't want a border there. No. Uh, the Prime Minister doesn't want a border there. No. So why are we putting a border there? Because that border will be between the European Union and the United Kingdom. Yeah, but we don't care. What if we just said we don't care? Because then you could... You what could, if the British government said we, we are not going to implement a border? Northern Ireland to, to Southern Ireland without anyone caring. But yep. then why, once you're in Southern Ireland, because you're in the European Union then, you can then go and travel wherever the fuck you want within the European Union. Well, so it's, only uh, with an EU passport. In the, sh- in the whatever replaces no the Schengen zone. Not, there's no passport checks in the Schengen. There's no borders. So you'll be able to well, go how anywhere. I, how come I got checked for my Because passport? we're not in Schengen. We we got out of the Schengen agreement. The ah, rest right. of mainland Europe is in it. There's no border checks or nothing. Just so you can go from France to Germany. Yeah. That's why you can drive Even around Europe. Even on a Europe. UK passport? Yeah, because it never gets checked. If you, you get into France, mm-hmm. say, and if you want to drive from no, France to no Germany, there's no opportunity to check no, the password. They won't check. Password. What's <laughs> <laughs> the password What's the password? <laughs> right, so getting back to it. You, so we don't care about the free movement of goods. We don't care, but Europe does. Right. So, so let they, them, oh, what I'm saying is, let them worry about it. Yeah, let them implement a, a border and start a civil war in, in Ireland <laughs> if they want. We don't but, care. We we quite likely have a, an open trade but, policy between the UK and the EU, and that would solve the EU's problem of having to implement a border. Mm. We're not going to do it. What if we just said that? Problem solved. Forced them into a free trade. Well, not agreement. for no. Well, that'd be a bonus. That was just. I was just going off on a tangent there. I mean, just to solve the Northern Ireland issue, to say, well, we're not going to implement a border. If they want to, it's on them. Yeah. And they can deal with the consequences. I suppose you can do that. That ballsy. It's not ball. It's common sense, that isn't it? Everyone's been pissing and moaning about this Northern Ireland issue. Yeah. Trying to please all the people all the time. I think is the. But the other thing is, the other side is the unionists, isn't it? Right. What the unionists in Northern Ireland? Yeah. Well, what? Why? What's the problem with them? Well, aren't they part of this coalition with the government? Yeah. So if we piss them off, then the government collapses. Why would the unionists be pissed off if there was no border? There's no border now. Maybe they want a border. Maybe that's what it's all about. Europe wants a border. The unionists don't want a border. No one in Ireland wants a border. No one, probably no one in Ireland wants a border. They, what, no, unless, apart from some proper nutters who, <laughs> you know, like real IRA idiots or something. No one wants a border in Ireland. I don't think anyone wants so a why border except, why would we put except the European Union. Yeah, so they can fucking deal with it if they want one. Does that um, make sense? Yeah, to yeah, us, probably. But isn't it out of their due restriction? Because it's in our... 
Well, mind you, it's not because it's oh, the so edge it's of the it's European border. Yeah, they just they put it put one foot on this military <laughs> base <laughs> in Dublin <laughs> or something. European army military base. <laughs> I don't know. Does that not is that not a good solution for the Northern Ireland? Like basically, just leave it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we don't need to change it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get what it is. I don't is. know what the uh, what the argument it's, against it is. It's, it's trade, isn't it? So you could backdoor some trade into Northern Ireland somehow, yeah. I guess. And then, well, no, it would be against the law. Into if criminals wanted to do that. Well, we'll do our best to fight these criminals, but <laughs> um, we're not going to enforce. That's basically a what it is, isn't it? It's trade to do with like. So you could potentially ship something. I don't know from the EU to Ireland. And then drive it to Northern Ireland, yeah. And then a ferry across the UK without the stringent border checks. I imagine. So That's other countries in the EU could send their, their I guess. goods to yeah. the without customs and vice versa. Trying to so come up with a in other words, that would be undermining the trade tariffs that we want to impose. It would make it a free trade, essentially, wouldn't it? Yeah. The other thing we could do. So we'd be essentially back in the. Economic, uh, the single market. Yeah, by, by the, black, the black single market. <laughs> <laughs> they could put a border between the continent and the UK, and have the border on the other side of of Southern Ireland as well. But it's on the continent level. Yeah. And say right, fine, we'll push it back a bit. Dublin, you still uh, Southern Ireland, you're still in in the European Union, and everything that goes with that. We could that's just fine. We could just and the border is before it even gets to to Southern Ireland. So everything's checked before it leaves France or wherever. Before it even gets to UK mainland area and yeah. Ireland. They um, could do that if they wanted. Or could I don't know why they don't, because they've already got that in place currently in France and, and you know, Zeebrugge or wherever and, and Holland and all the main ports on the continent already have these customs borders in place. Yeah. So or could just do a Russia annex, annex. annex. South Korea. <laughs> That's an interesting play. Yeah. Yeah. They won't see that coming. That's what we'll do. We'll get out of the EU and annex South Korea. Yeah. Plant a flag. Like you, your Samsung phone's just going to drop in price. Got to pick them up on market and for quality. 50 quid. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <coughs> All right, well, we'll solve Northern Ireland anyway. Yeah, moving on. Okay, now this is easy. Mm-hmm. I had uh, oh, that's what I was going to tell you. This week, I um, sent off a DNA sample. <gasps> it wasn't jizz, was it? <laughs> no, <laughs> spit. <laughs> spit. Is it spit or is it? Do you rub one of those Q-tips? A swab. You, a swab. Depends what company you go for. Okay. Um, I didn't look at what it would be. I, I had to spit into a tube. It was about this big. I had to go, like filter a line. It took uh, about four spits. Lord of mercy. <laughs> Should have had a polo. <laughs> <laughs> bagged, it, bagged it off, sent it away today. What, Did you what are you checking? My ancestry. You want right. to see where it, how much? Is it like 100 odd quid? Um, oh, that was it. You know, Prime Day. You're familiar oh, with yeah. Prime yeah. Day? Yes. Ancestry DNA had an offer on on Prime Day, and I got it for near enough half price. We could have all done yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You could yeah, have paid yeah, for us all to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a breakdown of your like um, what area, ethnicity, ethnicity yeah. and geological area. Isn't that just for like EDL notes? So you were desperate to be hundred percent, hundred percent English. Is it, is it, a little bit disappointed. Absolutely, that's probably yeah. a good thing. 
Um, you said it was Ancestry. DNA Ancestry dot com, I think. All oh, right. So it's not with Ancestry dot or whatever is that one because that it could one, be there. There's like a, there's a big website, isn't it? There's kind of encouraging people to do DNA samples so they can link families. Family better. tree. Well, this is part of the thing I've signed up to, so they will check for close DNA um, matches and oh, share details. Potential children. Yeah, fucking yeah. nutmile. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping off more than a pint of cream. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if your dad is not your dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to no. fucking <laughs> clear who is. <laughs> Anybody's dad. <laughs> oh, oh, that's interesting. Oh. I quite fancy it. Yeah, yeah, it's prime day gone now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I should have said it was. Uh, yeah, I didn't think. Um, you get like a breakdown, so I'm going for twenty percent Irish, eighty percent Neanderthal, <laughs> mongrel, <Beef>. mongrel, <laughs> mongrel, <laughs> mongol, mongol. Uh, maybe. That, oh, that'd be quite nice. a lot of people have a bit of mongol though, don't they? In China, of, is he not in China? One, I thought in Europe as well. There might be some, but I think the th- I think the stat was that in China, something like. 10% of the population or or 1% of the population is related to Genghis Khan. How much was 1% of a billion? I think he had 800 children. Which one did you go for? I think it was Ancestry DNA. Ancestry DNA genetic testing, 89 quid. Oof. I got it for 53. There's one to 65 and there's 23 in me, which is the other company. Big one and in States. Yeah, 55. Mm-hmm. Did he not? Is it not like... Um, There's one with personal s- traits, sports. Do you have to sign up for illnesses, propensity to illnesses. Yeah, you no, can. I, don't you, want that. You I didn't want to. Yeah, I could have had it for like under and uh, ten or something. No, I don't no. want that, that kind of breakdown. That's just. You've got a dog one, one. fifty-four quid. I'll never know. <laughs> know yeah. Dog DNA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this dog! It's a hero. Yeah. Oh, ben, we're pleased to tell you, are thirty-two percent Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> Or a werewolf. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you look a bit like Teen Wolf. Have your haircut? I think I've had a haircut. Everyone. No, it's not Teen Cut. No, it's not. It's not Teen um, Cut. It's not Teen Cut. <laughs> it's not as good as that. It's, it's King Leonidas. Who? King Leonidas from 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 Sparta. <laughs> All right. I don't, the I don't the curly short hair and the big beard. He does look like one of the three hundred. You look like one of the 300. Give him a big head now. (laughs) Not in musculature. (laughs) Musculature. Purely in facial hair. Facial (laughs) muscles. How's your uh, coffee and black apples? (laughs) uh, Coffee and black eyed peas. I completed the unholy trinity today. What was that? It was a McDonald's breakfast (laughs) before work. KFC. It was Burger King (laughs) for lunch. And before I came out to do the podcast, I went to KFC for tea. Jesus Christ, yes. are you still alive? <laughs> it's early days, yeah. What did you have for your breakfast from uh, McDonald's? Uh, bacon roll, hash brown, coffee. <coughs> That's not that bad. Uh, and then for lunch I had like a, a te- long Texan burger, it's called. A long burger. A long Texan It's like two... How can you burgers. eat that sh- that filth at dinner time yeah, at rank. work? Do you not just fall asleep? Well, I finished early, so I was on the way back. You can get me another beer, please. 
So you fell asleep on the way home. Yeah, I've been to drive-thrus three times. Black sheep. Today. <laughs> do, yeah. Dirty bastard. Yeah, Phil. Black sheep. <laughs> oh, it's a dirty beer, that. Dirty it, Yorkshire ale. Is it horrible? No, no it's I, nice, I, really I love nice. it. I, love <laughs> it. Yeah. I just think dirty bitch. <laughs> For some reason, I <laughs> <laughs> see black sheep. When you see a black sheep, yeah. you think dirty bitch. Have you stuck? Wow. They're not black as a dirty. <laughs> anyway, are you going on holiday tomorrow? No. I thought you were away. No. Is someone not away? You said you couldn't do the podcast on Sunday. Chris Waddle. Chris Waddle. <laughs> huh? Chris Waddle. <laughs> Moo. <laughs> doesn't matter because you'll be back by the time you've got back. No. Because it's going to go out on Tuesday while I'm away. Oh, where are you going? Silith. What's silly? Oh, yeah, silly, silly bang. <laughs> <laughs> what a great club. I'm going to have a nag in silly. The adrenaline swing. Silly bang. Brothel. <laughs> <laughs> you go up to Carlisle and turn left. What to the, the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> Whitehaven, silly. White, yeah. Irish Sea. Yeah. <laughs> No, basically they just built a holiday camp at Sillith. There's nothing near it. What? Are you going? How long are you going for? A week or something? A week. Caravan. It's a mm. caravan park. Okay. Got swimming pool. Just, I've been just, to that you, just park. you, lad. Oh, you take yeah. your mum and dad. No. No. Just that. <coughs> <coughs> Why are we Chris Wadley anyway? Because I don't want people to know I'm away from oh, the house. Right. Don't hold back the release till. They don't know where you live, though, right? <laughs> Tastes better with ice in that. Pims. Yeah. Want some ice? Yeah, please. Um, why did you? Why did we get onto me holiday? I was just a wondering. No, oh yeah, oh, no, I thought we were talking about something else before. No. Oh. Fuck. I uh, got. I bought some scales this week. Why? To weigh myself. Yeah, but why? Because I'm watching. I'm. I've adjusted. I'm doing a diet exercise. Yeah. How's it been this week then? Um. Good. <laughs> any, any more adjectives? Uh, um, I got. I went to Chippy. We had Chippy tea tonight. So what did you get? I got. Thank you. <laughs> I got <coughs> steak kidney pudding. Right. <laughs> Chips and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Chips and gravy. How's that low carb diet going? <laughs> and a meat pie. <laughs> Pie. Why do you want a second Mocking pie? Mocking me for doing this. <laughs> second pie. Who does that? Does that love pie? <laughs> you, can ever, you can ever have some mushy peas or a second pie. Oh, second, oh. second pie. No brainer. <laughs> yeah. Is that not normal? What you, about? Who doesn't like pie? Do you have gravy? Yeah. Do you have gravy as well? I basically had a cheat day. <laughs> had a cheat day. Yeah, because you need to keep your metabolism on its toes, don't you? Otherwise, it slows down. Right. That's uh, the idea. Uh, an hour after I'd had my tea, I had a completely water shit. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was all... It was like I just evacuated. Yeah, sometimes if... What have you eaten today? Scrambled eggs. Yeah. And the chippy. Um, so it was yeah. one meal. Two meals. Well, yeah. Well, Scrambled egg for dinner. And then you had the chippy. Chippy tea. Right, yeah. Sometimes that happens, you know. If you what? if you're on like a low carb diet, I, yeah, I just weren't expecting it. No, and then I shit my pants. <laughs> Did you go for a fart and have to run? 
Uh, no, it just leaks. <laughs> I just had a bit of a leak. little leak. I can feel it running down my inner thigh. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't that bad. Oh, he was really bad. Yeah. So, so I've had to clench, clench run up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the you don't know that, don't you? Yeah. You, you, you try to cl- clench your butt buttocks and mm. get upstairs as quick as you yeah. can you do sort of like a crab yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a and uh, pulled my pants down and just <laughs> sat down and it was just gush yeah it was like psh, it was like it sounded like i was going for a wee <laughs> if, I'd, if i'd have closed my eyes i thought i was having a wee before my poo but it wasn't it was just a liquid poo <laughs> a really violent one and i just weren't expecting it no but that's the first meaningful carbs I've had in two weeks. Traumatic. Lack of fibre, isn't it? I think. Oh, lack of moral fibre. Mm. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe lack yeah. of fibre or the level of grease in the. Well, I don't know. Maybe the carbs. I've been though. eating out, but greasy food all week. Because a similar thing happened to me when I did that fasting with the wife. What fasting? So you know you do the the five two or whatever it is two five. Oh, so you restrict your calories on two days to six hundred. So like five yeah five hundred yeah. calories. Yeah. So she would make like so a few weeks we went through uh, spinach and so you have spinach and something else because it was spinach is virtually no calories and then like a chicken breast with it maybe some peppers eggs and i'd be like sat there on the couch and i'd be like like an hour after eating my tea just holding in like the worst water shit and i'd just have to go and have a horrific water shit it was just weird i don't know it's just i couldn't figure out i didn't know if it was the iron in the spinach or the fact that i'd had a big meal after not eating anything all day i think maybe it's just a shock to the system isn't it maybe when the diet yeah flips flips yeah, yeah from 2,000 calories a day to 600. Maybe, I yeah. And it's probably just a shock to the system, so the system panics, evacuate. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. hope it's better in the morning. Have a wee to bits. Write this one off, lads. <laughs> Shredded wheat. I'm not baking this. Yeah, and it was really bizarre. Really bizarre, and it happened quite a few times. Right. I don't know why. See, this is a delayed... All right, yeah. So I've been starving my body of carbs, mm. and then all of a sudden I have... A lot of pastry and Cut chips, up, yeah. And my body just goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, it's a shock to the system. Yeah, so my body just says, "Right, get rid of that, that shit, <laughs> and let's concentrate on what's coming down the pipe." Uh, tomorrow, yeah. uh, six rashes of bacon. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That makes sense. I don't know how I'm going to fare this week. I'm just going to wear. I think you're on holiday, aren't you? So you can't. Yeah, you can't be you know weird dad on no. holiday. <laughs> I'm not going uh, to follow grill. strict. Mix grill every oh, night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there a restaurant at the Caravan, mm-hmm. caravan Park? Mm-hmm. Are you pay, have you paid like for food and stuff, or do you have to like, like all inclusive, some kind of thing? We've got a kitchen. <laughs> all right, you can just eat at the caravan. Yeah, I know. You could do the whole thing there. I mean, we're not going to eat the night we get there because we're busy. Well, be hectic, won't it? Mm. On road all day and stuff, and unpacking. How old's the youngest one now? Two. He's nearly three, is he? Three next month. Yeah. So, how's he for like going and sleeping in new places and that? He just sits. Not asked. Uh, well, we've only one previous experience of that, and I think they were awake at midnight. <laughs> the first yeah. night. All ah, right. Yeah. The second night they were better. Yeah. So, yeah. As soon as you break the routine, mm-hmm. chaos and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New new environment. Bound new boundaries to push. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's and you got to expect a bit of that, and it's playful a lot of it, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't uh, it? But when it gets to bedtime, it's yeah. bedtime's got to be better. You, know, you can have a little fun and games because it's different surroundings and stuff. But, then but bedtime's bedtime, yeah, and eventually you have to take your belt off, I suppose, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> and they go thrashing, it, thrashing, buckle with the buckle. Mm. Yeah, we'll mm. see. See what happens. I'm sure it'll be fine. I reckon after one night, get through the first night, and then I think those will settle into a new routine. Yeah, that's generally what happened. That's what happened last... Yeah, in fact, last holiday we had, uh, two years ago now, um, they were fine, but that was a house with bedrooms, Mm. so it's a bit different, a bit more room, but they settled fine, absolutely Mm. fine. Mm. We take turns putting ours to bed. So do we do you alternate? Yeah. Well, now now I'm working a bit closer to home. I get up one morning, mm. then she'll put him to bed, and I'll get up the next morning. Right. Sorry. Then now, yeah. Then she'll get up the next morning, and I'll put him to bed like that, basically. Yeah. So one day you're either getting up or putting to bed. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to do it. It's not getting up himself yet. Well, we've just taken the side off the car, ah, mm. oh, yeah. so. It's really, I don't think he realises. Yeah, he doesn't realise that he can get out of bed. But <clears throat> when I go in in the morning, because he just starts fucking singing. <laughs> like a quarter past six, he's going. Oh, that's great. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, come in with fucking naked, semi on. Mr. Sun's not on! Mr. Sun is not on! Get back in bed! So Go is he singing the alarm? No, he sings nursery rhymes. So um, I think this morning it was the Grand Old Duke of York. Now Grand Old Duke of York, he acting town man. Like that. And he just gets in louder and louder. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, I go in and he's, he's never sat up in bed. He's always led face down. On the pillow, yeah, uh, shouting these songs out basically. Excellent. And then I say, right, do you want to if it's if it's early before seven? Do you want to watch some i want to watch some pad? He gets the iPad for forty five yeah. minutes, and I go back to bed. Yeah. Um, and then I go and get him at seven, and then he goes, and I say, right, coming out of bed now. He goes, yeah, breakfast. Some breakfast, and he's then he gets out of bed himself. So it just hasn't made the association that he can get out of bed. I don't think when he wakes up. But then that's the that's the next level, isn't it? Where you just yeah. push the doors open, <laughs> yeah, and he's straight going, in your room, yeah. jump in your bed. Yeah. My you, wife you have to put them back in. Yeah, my wife was saying to put the baby gate on his bedroom door. We had that on for for ages with our daughter. Yeah. Baby gate on the bedroom door. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. no, we never had that. I'm sure I talked to someone I used to work with, and they put a lock on the outside of the door oh, so they could lock oh, them in. Much. I know, yeah. No, it's good if you can at least have eye contact and, and communication. Too, yeah, than just um, locking them in a room. The, with our doors, though, because the doorknobs are so high, you wouldn't be able to reach it <laughs> if we no. shut the door. But the door, the door yeah. doesn't shut properly, so you can like get his little needly fingers round the end and pull. Baby, the door that's open. a good shout, man, because they'll get up. They'll be able to see that no one else is up yet. And <clears throat> usually, I mean, our daughter just. Amused herself with toys and books. Yeah, and I think that's really. that's what um, I think. We'll just I don't know. We'll just see what happens. I'm not that asked. We just put the iPad on and he'll just sit there for like hours, mesmerized. 
So, yeah. I'm trying... I would love to be able to get our kids off them, them iPads. Well, I mean, he only... Well, I say only. He uses it when we ha- can't, like, look after him. So if there's one of us, and so he'll watch... I'll have a shower. If it's just me, he'll watch the iPad yeah. in the bathroom on the floor, basically. Yeah. And I know he's there. So it's more just to keep him pinned somewhere. Or if I have to go and make tea or something, he can watch the iPad whilst I make tea. So that's the kind of way we use it. Or on occasion, if we just can't be arsed playing with him, he'll watch the iPad. <laughs> if I'm really fucking pissed off or <laughs> something, I don't know. But most of the time, we come home and play and he'll go out in the garden and whatever, so... I, I worry a bit about our kids' future when they start going online. Because when they get to sort of nine, ten. Because of all the porn. You know, our parents probably thought the same for when we were growing up with, like, our mass system. Yeah, of course they did. Weird tech shit was around. Yeah, probably. I think there's more imminent danger I think, through the internet, though. I think it's phones, especially when you get yeah. a phone. Yeah. And the amount... Well, my nieces and nephews are just... They're just like that, basically looking at the palms of their hands a lot of the time. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just a new way. It's Snapchat. It's just constant Snapchat with all of them. The other but, thing where you ha- it's like tennis now. So if someone sends you... I think it's, is it called streaks or something... Oh, you've, yeah. you've got to get the. You've got to keep it going, like regardless of what you're doing. You have to text back within a certain period or something. Otherwise, you lose out on your streak. And the, the idea is to get like you know thousands. Is that an inbuilt thing yeah. from Snapchat? From Snapchat, oh, right. fucking okay. nightmare. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> fucking ingenious. It is from a Snapchat point yeah. of view, but it's, it's it's shit if you're a you know a standard human, uh, like eleven year old, a basic human. But like that's the thing. I remember. Um, because my niece is just about to go to high school and they've refused, which I think I probably do as well, to get her a mobile phone until she's at high school. But most of her, pretty much the entire class, has had one and had one for a couple of years. Like an iPhone. They get their dad, mum and dad's yep. handmade, like last generation iPhone. So yeah, I'm wandering around with like 500 quid. Yeah. You know, or monthly contracts, you know, mm. monthly sims, like paying, do you know what I mean? It's they mental. did well to work till high school. Well, that's what, yeah. I think I, I'm, yeah, going to be one of those. Fucking... I think the pressure will come down and down and down in age. Well, of course it will, you yeah. Know. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, our, our kids, who, well, my eldest is six, mm. he's close to that age now. And it does concern me, the threat that internet has. <coughs> teaching bullying, well in school, though. Stuff. No. Like, even from the very start, our daughter's just <coughs> finished um, reception class and she's already had... She has lessons on internet safety and they use the internet in school. And I think it's so, you have to, though, the don't you? The point of that is they had a talk at our primary school. They got um, someone from the police in and he did a talk on cybersecurity. Right, well, that's good. And it was, fri- no, it was frightening. It frightened For parents the kids or kids? Or? It frightened me. Oh, you were there as well? I, w- I went to it. Oh, it was for the parents. It was for the parents. Right, right, fuck yeah. Stuff yeah. I'd never heard of, was completely unaware of. Really? That was brought up, and it was terrifying. Planking. <laughs> oh, just like, oh, Christ, I don't want to let them online, ever. No. Until they're 18. <laughs> it was terrifying. But, 
you've got to live in the world that you're born in, haven't you? And if you're, mm-hmm. you need to be exposed to it, really, because everyone else is. Yeah. It's just like a risk. It's like being street smart, isn't it? Yeah. To, if you're yeah. not, if you're not on a street cred, you end up and you're wrapped in cotton wool all your life. You end up going out in the street and getting, you know, done in or whatever. That was uh, one of Jordan Peterson's rules in Twelve Rules for Life. I think it was something like, "Don't stop kids when they're skateboarding." In other words, skateboards anymore. <laughs> it's letting kids for, learn how to fail, learn how to fall off, learn from mistakes, yeah. that sort of thing. It's part of the learning process. Kids push boundaries, mm. and sometimes they'll get hurt. I think it's a good, uh, good rule. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> there was something else I had to say, talk about tonight. I can't remember what it was. Jeff Wellen died today. He's the author of that book I was telling you about. Spitf- youngest Spitfire pilot in the Oh, Barbara. yeah. I saw so the news report about that. Uh, I heard it. finished his book last week or week before. The youngest was. Spitfire pilot. In the Battle of Britain. He was 18, yeah. wasn't he? When he, he died. Yeah, he died. He was died today. Isn't there a thing that the... Was it the Lancaster took down far more craft than Spitfire? Lancaster. Oh, yeah. with a tail gunner. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. The Spitfire didn't win the Battle of Britain, it was the Lancaster bomber or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was the, the hurricane thing. It might have been the hurricane. Yeah, I think it was the hurricane. I think there were more hurricanes than mm. Spitfires because yeah. they started building them. Well, the ratio, like, the, if a Spitfire might might beat the Luftwaffe two to one. I think the thing about the Spitfire was, is that it was... It was like it was a beautiful looking yeah, thing. It, yeah, it became like an icon. And it had a wicked name. Easier to fly. And yeah. it was yeah, good to fly and um it looked good. And I think it was quite um agile, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um com- in comparison. Yeah. You could do a lot tighter turns in a Spitfire than yeah. an ME one oh nine, which we were you were dog fighting with. The, the Luftwaffe one so you don't always end up on the inside of, of a, yeah of a to be able to shoot it down and then just shoot it down and you mm. coming out just shoot it down just shoot it down bush bash bush and was it is it true that they only had 30 seconds of firing of ammo so um, to be quite sort of because of weight it's limited, quite a long yeah. time if you think of if yeah. you pull the trigger and count to 30 it's quite a long time yeah they're quite a fast fire rate it's a lot those, of bullets mm. 20 mil cannons 20 mil don't you there was a, a mission that Jeff uh, was talking about in this book where he went over to uh, Malta and they they had to take supplies over to, to a base over there and they took all the ammunition out and the, and the guns and everything and filled them all with cigarettes to try and get the morale up in Malta because it was... It was uh, they were dying on their ass, basically. Yeah, they were, weren't they? They were blockaded. Were they not blockaded? <coughs> they were blockaded, and they they managed to get this one ship through. It was like half sunk and like yeah, I remember that. Under fuel, I remember Yeah, that's under siege. Is what they would call it in mm-hmm. a blockade. Yeah, it's war, a modern war. siege. Yeah, where you siege a town, cut the supply lines off, mm-hmm. and try and starve them out. Yeah. Well, they managed to get this this tanker through this single oh. tank. I think like because it was. I don't think it did. It, it never fell, did it? To no, no. No, and it was an important base for like Italy and the rest. Of, I would imagine Greece as well. Yeah, North Africa. Yeah. What was yeah, he doing in Malta? Big front, North Africa. What did he do after he fired the cigarettes in? Well, they they were there. Uh, in fact, well, the, the Spitfires were needed over there as well, so we were flying the planes over for use. 
But at the same time, they were trying to defend this this tanker fleet that was trying right. to get, get to Malta. Beat the blockade. Yeah, right. so although they were up there, they, they were kind of probably sitting ducks. If, if there was ever an attack, <coughs> they, they had no weapons in these spitfires because they'd chock full of cigarettes and <laughs> stuff. So... Uh, so yeah, <laughs> firing salt cuts. How many, how many how many times would you have to stop as well in a, to fly a Spitfire to Malta? <laughs> Where did they stop? They must have stopped in like Gibraltar or maybe it was Gibraltar. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, it's been a week since I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I can't. I can't imagine that you would have even been able to fly from Britain from England to Gibraltar straight. No. They've probably had to stop in oh, France. They had they had Spain. external fuel tanks uh, oh, right. to make them long haul. Yeah. yeah, right. Wow, that's interesting. They do that on modern aircraft as well. Yeah, they do, don't they? Well, they do mid-air refueling, yeah, don't they? That's pretty cool. Yeah, you have that kind of like. Imagine how it. fucking tired you are though. Flying, like if you're flying a plane. No, flying this fighter. Twelve hours. I mean. If you're doing it, if you yeah, fly more fire, than 12... You're only doing like uh, 400 miles an hour or something. I'm pretty sure you don't fly cruise four, at 400, 400 miles an hour. <laughs> no, it's 432 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, 432, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what... <laughs> uh, what the speed was, but it's not like Eurofighter levels of speed, no. obviously, but... Not the sub sound barrier. Oh, have, have you seen? Have you seen? Yeah, definitely. Just everything would just snap. Your fucking head would rip off. Have you seen that they've uh, announced a replacement for this uh, Eurofighter? Yeah, the, the UKIP fire. What is it called? It's um, Tempest. Tem- Tempest. Yeah. Tempest. Yeah. And it could either going to be uh, flown by a human or a drone. Drone fighter jet. Shit. Essentially a passenger plane for one. Yeah. <laughs> or two, maybe. It might be two seater. 20 it's have lasers, apparently. Lasers. Lasers. <laughs> Freaking lasers. Well, they have they built a. What's that the cannon rail thing? Gun. Yeah, rail gun. Rail yeah. guns, yeah, but they're massively heavy. You can put a rail gun on a plane. <laughs> you might be able to. <laughs> on a boat. Oh, they have them on boats, <laughs> yeah. don't they? They've, on the battleship is it not they can't use them because they just use so much power <sighs> too much power you don't, you don't you have to have a nuclear reactor I don't to know to power one I, I think you do they like don't put work lots on of, magnets don't, don't they? well lots of uh, nuclear subs and uh, aircraft carriers American aircraft carriers yeah they're nuclear, nuclear powered yeah yeah they could have them yeah there it's definitely do. a thing that they've made <laughs> it exists. I've seen the laser weapon I think it was DARPA or someone made it, where it just sort of heats a plane up and then it catches Explodes. fire. Yeah, it heats like a, a really small <coughs> oh, right. part of really it. Really intense. Yeah. And sets it on fire. Yeah. The, the Russians have kind of trumped that announcement. I read today that they had, they had some new missiles and one of them can fly at Mach 10, 7,400-odd miles per hour. What's How the advantage of that? Yeah. Well, you can't, can't be shot down, down yeah. I'm sure there'd be a way eventually. Mach 10, nuclear capable missile. And they, they showed another one. I, I think the Mach 10 one is an ICBM, so it's launched from space, essentially. Goes up and then hmm. loses a stage, and then the second stage is, is the quick bit. They had another one that I think they were saying was Mach 5 that was plane launchable, hypersonic engines. Uh, and he had this, this giant like cruise missile looking thing on the bottom of a MiG 31. 
looked at Ace and the thing is the only fun. the only advantageous nuclear weapons now are defensive weapons like building a faster nuke doesn't help you because it's, it's a deterrent isn't it I yeah. mean, if, if there's a nuclear <coughs> war our nukes will hit your, you your ground as before well. mm. yeah, it'll be, much way yeah. quicker yeah. yeah probably before you can even start it but your it's nukes strange. will still be launched and it'll still be mutual destruction well if you if you launch a slow nuke then Russia would be able to fire their nukes and hit your tar- hit targets in your country before your nuke has even kind of got to whichever stage it needs to be to be yeah. effective and is also able to be shot down by current standard defenses. How is it? Well, normal, like, uh, harp, high altitude, uh, is it harp? I think it is. Rectal probe. Something like that. Um, can, can shoot down ICBMs Radio positioning. it goes... Radio positioning. It intercepts... Radio positioning. No. Yeah. I can't fucking remember what it is. High altitude. I was guessing. I've never heard of it. Anyway. It intercepts ICBM <laughs> at high altitude. So before they've even become a threat, they can get wiped out. Right. Very but good. yeah, you can't shoot down a Mach 5 or a Mach 10 missile. Harp can't. Why can't you? <coughs> I don't know, too fast to Because the techni- technology doesn't exist yet. Currently, you can't do it yet. Exactly. Sorry. So then, then it just pushes the envelope, doesn't it? Some kind it? of like laser net. Yeah. Slice it up. Maybe. Yeah. So if Russia had fast nukes... And it had harp that could shoot down our nukes. The America has the harp system. Yeah, How fast is a laser? Speed of light. Speed of laser. So the speed of light, I imagine, because mm-hmm. it's a light, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um. So you could just turn on your laser net, like you said, and you can't. You know, it's impossible to go faster than the speed of light. To some some scientists say. A high you? frequency active auroral research program. So it's not half. It's something else. Harp it. It's another. Um, fucking Harp was weather control. Yeah, right? it was weather control. What's the? F- How do you know about that? You fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory. All oh, right. They're controlling the weather, doing experiments, trying to control. Well, you the seed clouds, don't they? Yeah. I'm yeah, sure they, they do, do it in do, the I'm Middle sh- East, don't they? And do it everywhere. They seed seed clouds over fields that have not had enough rain. Hmm. I didn't know they did it here. It's so quite common. Right. Oh, Thad it is. Thad. So Harp has two A's and Thad has two A's. Terminal High Altitude Area Defence is the uh, the missile system. Fucking, I'm glad I corrected that before. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> jumps all over it. Uh, that has an altitude of 93 miles intercept altitude. It's an indium antimonide imaging infrared seeker head on it. Ooh, you're, you're seeker a, head. Seeker head nerds. Accuracy zero meters hit to kill. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so uh, macho, doesn't American, it? American, yeah. So macho, the the way that weapons kind of macho, are man. described. Sad. He's sad. Yeah, sad right. is yeah. In what way? What would you say? What's a good example? That. What's another one? I mean? Design nineteen eighty seven, produced two thousand eight. So it's a long. So there's a long, program. yeah. Good. Well, when was the Eurofire went into development? The seventies, eighties, eighties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the there's like a twenty-year lag, isn't there, mm-hmm. between design to and commissioning to getting it on. Dad travels at Mach eight, eight point two four, two point eight kilometers a second. Pretty sure he'd be able to do it. Number built, numerous, <laughs> classified. 
mobile anti-ballistic missile system. Interesting. Anti-ballistic missile, right. So it's intercepting. Mm-hmm. It was used in the Gulf War. Really? Against Scud missiles. Ah. The THAAD interceptor carries no warhead, but relies on the kinetic energy of impact to destroy the incoming missile. Mm. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> the warhead of nuclear-tipped ballistic missiles will not detonate on a kinetic energy hit. No, it won't. Because it has to do other things, doesn't it? To blow up. Yeah, there's like first stage, primary, mm-hmm. uh, primary detonating, things like that. There's a difference, isn't there, between uh, the bomb that hit Hiroshima to bombs now, isn't it? A different. Was, yeah. Were these. Sp- no, I'm, I'm, I'm Hiroshima uh, bombs weren't they de- detonated in the atmosphere? They're, but they're yeah, airburst, yeah. yeah. But they were plutonium and it's, it's not uranium now. Right. It? It's a different way to split it. Yeah, the megatonnage <coughs> is ma- is really low for the, in the Hiroshima bomb compared mm-hmm. to our. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Oh, well, the Russians then. made the Tsar bomber. So Obama, 100 yeah. megatons. Look at, yeah, it was the biggest nuke ever made. It was never detonated at 100 megatons. I think it was 40 80%? or 60. Um, oh, might have been. Where? In the Urals. Anyway, yeah, okay. No, the t- where they did test oh, that's it. Where they, this is when they still did tests like, underwater and stuff. Yeah, they just test it anyway. Bikini Atoll. Not USSR, surely. We did tests in Bikini Atoll, didn't we? Mm. And France. Yeah. In, in the underwater. fucking sea. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I, I remember the controversy over the French nuclear There was testing. one recently. Like, not like 20 years ago. Yeah, probably. That's it probably was. when it started. Yeah. Like, quite recent. Um, insane. But yeah, a lot of it, I thought the US. Uh, 50 megatons it was. USSR mm. was um, underground. They would do things. Yeah, but no, this one, the, the Tsar bomber was in the air. They dropped it on somewhere. Fucking hell, really? Yeah. It's such a massive country, isn't it? Yeah, no, but even so. They've got room for uh, it. It was detonated at the Sukhoi North Cape of Severny Island, part of Novaya Zemelia. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Russia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The most powerful nuclear weapon ever created. Tested 30th of October 1961. Remains the most powerful explosive ever, de- ever detonated. <laughs> Uh, it was eight meters long. Eight meters long. The bomb, the actual feet. bomb. It weighed sixty thousand pounds. Um, I, I think they had an aircraft that could have dropped it. One of those massive. Uh, oh, oh, I've seen it coming out the door. Antonov things. Yeah, they dropped it. The, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> thermonuclear. Um, it had a thirty-five mile high uh, mushroom cloud. It's just crazy, isn't it? Yep. Number built one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine they, they, they wasted a lot of money on that. Bomb, 25 didn't they? foot long. Fucking hell. Crazy, isn't it? <coughs> I wonder if anyone's ever invented like a nuclear tipped bullet, not depleted <laughs> uranium, like they used in the Gulf War. But like a, a nuclear, something tiny, but. Had a tiny nuclear bomb. Yeah, little <laughs> nuclear warhead. Yeah, yeah but I'm pretty sure that in a in a the amount of uranium it's in a, a Davy Crockett thing. I'm sure that was fired from a rifle. What's that? A tiny, tiny nuclear bomb. No. <laughs> That's a dream. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to Google it. Doesn't so. make any sense. Well, Nuclear I mean, things. What I was gonna say was the, the you don't need that much uranium or plutonium to make a nuclear bomb do you is it not like a pound or something ridiculous yeah suitcase full probably at most I'm sure it weighs quite a lot though doesn't it because it's quite dense yeah the W54 nuclear warhead had a 10 or 20 ton explosive yield and we was used on the Davy Crockett recoilless gun bullshit bullshit is that on Wikipedia and there's W48 was 72 tons of TNT. Uh, W54 man portable M388 Davy Crockett projectile. In the range of 10 to 1,000 tons TNT equivalent. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Have you ever listened to Hardcore Histories? No. He did a series on. Uh, World War One, and in part of that, he talks about the guns that the Germans had. Guns don't kill people. Rifles do. Rafa. It's a bit bigger than a standard gun. That's not a gun. That's a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a recoilless gun, apparently. Oh, it wasn't. What I was thinking of a gun. Something that you held in your hands. Like yeah. a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be mad, wouldn't it? A little nuclear pistol. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Even, even a one-ton detonation from yeah. a from a bullet. A ton of dynamite. <laughs> that'd be crazy. What's a megaton then? Yeah, it's that not thousand a... thousand tons. So it's only a thousand. So it's fifty thousand tons of dynamite. Is that the equivalency? Yeah, it's a lot. Well, of dynamite. For the Hiroshima bomb. No, no for the, the Zabom. The Zabom. I it think the Hiroshima was like two megatons or something, or half a megaton. It's like kilotons, isn't it? 20 kilotons. Or... Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. Yeah, kilotons is a thousand tons. So what's a megaton so then? So a megaton is... A million. A mil- 50 million tons of TNT. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I reckon. <laughs> a megaton is a million tons of diamond. I hope you've enjoyed the last uh, 15 minutes of the podcast while Ben <laughs> reads facts off his <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> Hang on, what is uh, what is a megaton? <laughs> one megaton is it? Yeah, one megaton or a metric megaton is equal to one million metric tons. Jesus! Fuck. And a metric ton is exactly one thousand kilograms. So it was. So one thousand one billion <laughs> kilograms is one megaton. Fifty billion kilograms, <laughs> kilo weights from school of dynamite. Of dynamite, yeah. Yeah. Imagine how much one kilo of dynamite would do to this room. <laughs> well, the fucking streets. <laughs> now imagine fifty million of the billion. Fifty billion of the fuckers. <laughs> is it not five hundred million? No, uh, it could be five hundred million. What equal to one million metric tons? One metric ton, ton is a thousand kilograms. So. One ton, uh, thousand kilograms. A million tons is a thousand million kilograms, which is a billion. <laughs> okay. So okay. An Ameri- that's an American billion that the world has adopted. I don't think, I don't think there's any anyone who actually thinks a billion is a million million. I do. That's why I get all my directions wrong in space. <laughs> <laughs> so you think a billionaire 
is someone who has a million <laughs> million <laughs> pounds. Yeah, no, that's why no, I'm that's so ridiculous. shocked when I find out everyone's so poor. <laughs> <That's ridiculous. laughs> so that. So yeah. There endeth <laughs> the podcast. Looks pretty good. I just want to Google if anyone's tried to do a nuclear pistol. Nuclear piss. <laughs> I found it. I was going through books in the garage and I found an exercise book of mine from school. A rough book. A rough book. How many penises <laughs> were in it? None. Not a single penis? No. There oh. was uh, a few Norgalgas. Was there a lyric? No, joins of Norgalgas. <laughs> no, there was some lyrics in it as well. No, I don't no. think so. No. It was mainly about Hitler. <laughs> Hitler? It was mainly about Hitler and uh, World War Two. Really? It was like a history note. Scrap, rough ah, book. right, okay. Things we learnt about Hitler and... Uh, I can't remember rough books. No, where did you notes? Mm, I don't remember doing uh, notes in classes. It had my, my thesis of the Holocaust <laughs> what was in it? like a paragraph. Oh, yeah. You managed to nail it down to 100 words. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get... I'm going to get it. Buck Rogers had a nuclear pistol, but in reality, you need a certain amount of mass, critical mass, for uh, a nuke to work. So, yeah. What, yeah. enough enough atoms to split, basically? To, yeah. To so that's why... But with efficiency improvements... Is uranium improvement, denser than pluta- plutonium, then? 238 and... Two, uh, uranium's 238. I think plutonium is denser than uranium so why would you use pl- uranium over because it's easier easily accessible you get plutonium from refining uranium ah right okay is that where the hard water thing comes in that's um no no what's hard water for then hard water is like h what's that for deuterium isn't it uh they use it for <sighs> cooling in nuclear ponds I think ah right okay i got a question for you. Hit me. i got uh, six books off a customer this week. Yeah. Right. Top shelf. Well, the top shelf's empty. The first shelf is non <laughs> is uh, fiction. Okay. The second shelf down... Hang on a minute. War and Peace is fiction. <laughs> <laughs> the second shelf down is non-fiction. Right. The next shelf is history okay and the bottom shelf is porn com- <laughs> that would be on the top shelf <laughs> the bottom shelf is uh, comedy and autobiographies okay so if you see on the very top shelf the empty shelf there is a book there mm-hmm. and the book is there because I don't know where to put it where to categorise it right what is the title the book is is it the Gospel of John? <laughs> it is the Gospel of John in the Revised Standard Edition with an introduction and commentary by J.C. Fenton! <laughs> right, I'm going it's to... one of my favourite YouTube videos. <laughs> I'm going to nail my colours to the flag. Oh, it's and... glossy pages, like yeah. white, clean, Ooh. weird pages. Taking jizz on it and wipe it off. Sacred jizz? Yeah. Um, that's what priests do. It's illustrated. <laughs> um... One I'm, going the... to say, I'm going to say history because oh. all of the history books are are a person's interpretation of a certain period of time and that is a certain person's interpretation of the Apostle John's time in the world. If it's the Apostle, what is it called? Gospel of John. <coughs> there you go. There's revelations in this. 
So, say that again. Why is the Gospel of John history? Going history? Because that history there... So, we'll pick another book. Uh, Rubicon. What's that one? It's a book on ancient on Rome. Okay. By um, the... Uh, the well, I What's it I, called? I agree. Purely because uh, Tom... I see a book called Egyptian Mythology on the history... Ah. On the history shelf. Well, I would call that the history of mythology. Well, exactly. But that's someone's oh. interpretation of what's happened. Right. That's what I would say it is. Have that or fiction. Well, the thing is, then non-fiction would have to go in the history category. It's not... Because it's someone's interpretation of what's happening. Happened. Happened, yeah, in the past. Yeah, well, yeah. So non-fiction is history. Not potentially. Well, not potentially. Because it's that author's interpretation of yeah. what's happening. Yeah. That's the, that's the argument, isn't it? Yeah. It's so got then all historical history, maps in it. They're interesting to look at. Old maps. I like old maps. Yeah. I'm old maps. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. Uh, oh, Greg. Uh, yeah, I like old maps. What what category do you put it in? Um, I, I probably <laughs> to the mic. Into the mic, Ben. Wasting your brother. Uh, it's got it's got um, sleeve notes. Mm. What would I put it in? I'd mm. probably put it on this shelf with the uh, the uh, skeleton drummers. <laughs> oh, right. I don't know. Um, it's the Rolling Bones, Ben. Oh, the Rolling Bones. Yeah, it's very clever. Um, <laughs> we've got Star Wars. That's not any history shelf. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, it's some fiction. fiction. It actually says at the beginning of the film's film in a, a long time ago. Uh, yeah. In the galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it's just someone's interpretation of yeah, what's what happened, happened in a galaxy a long time so it's ago. It's not based in any fact. Uh, I think in fact it is. <laughs> you've got, actually, you've got it in non fiction or Caesar Milan. Because uh, that's non fiction. Yeah, Susan Milan's non-fiction. So you've got Star Wars in non-fiction. Oh, right, that's, a, that's an error. <laughs> Sorry, that's an error. One slipped through my diagnostic, uh, my sorting net. Maybe you should have a top shelf for religious features. <laughs> Mother Teresa's tits. Yeah. <laughs> Mythology of Egypt. Right. But I would put it with history, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, put it history or biography because it's the story of a man. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could call it in biography. It? Yeah. It's a biography. Yeah, it's telling the tale. And he, of, he didn't. I assume he didn't write it himself, did he? Wasn't he the last gospel? I don't know. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Is he not the King John Bible? King James. <laughs> King John. <laughs> King yeah, John Bible. Or is the it King, King John? Is it the King, King Bible? John, or is it the King James Bible? King James is, is the is the is the accepted text yeah, yeah. Look, you can't do that anymore okay sorry that's on this image <laughs> <thing. Sorry laughs> recognise this uh, it's a dog what's good no it's a oh no it's, it's a, a lamb. lamb it's the, the sacrificial lamb, lamb yeah where have you seen that before locally in our in our in the crest, crest. yeah yeah the, he really did city. Jesus actually <laughs> skewered a lamb with a crucifix did he that's not what's going on <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. no, it could be Jesus. Jesus sacrifices the lamb with a giant crucifix. <laughs> it looks more like a sword. That's quite a long finger that that man has. It is. What's he doing with it? In fact, it's, it's almost as long as his entire foot. Mm. Oh, he's got the artist's got That's perspective on the Baptist. Oh. Bullshit. Yeah, history. History. Oh, notes in here. Yeah, I'm with funny. you. I'm going to put it in history. Right, what was you thinking originally? Well, the only other place it could go... Well, non-fiction. Non-fiction. Or fiction. If you're like a proper hardline atheist, you'd put it in fiction, wouldn't you? Yeah. There's no truth in it, no worth in the Bible whatsoever. If you're a hardliner. There was definitely a person called Jesus, wasn't there? We can no, I don't know. I don't think that's, that's I'm sure evident. I'm sure it was recorded in, in contemporary Roman text. I think the that's what the debate. The talk about exists, so, you know. Mm. It's not completely false. But it was only written yeah. 60 years after he allegedly died. I think that's the, the best one. I think most of them were, were, were written a lot longer after he died. Yeah, yeah. Um... But that's what I mean. Mm. And it's been translated into like three, three different languages. Yeah. What what will it have been written in? Hebrew. Hebrew, Hebrew. To Latin. Yeah. To English. Or to Italian, to English, I don't know. Ancient Greek, yeah, maybe. English has changed. So Greek, he probably went through Greek. Yeah. I would say. Before Latin. It's got to go to Greek before Latin. Have to get through Greece to get to Italy. So it would have been Hebrew, Greek, Latin, English. Yeah, if we're going but that I way. Bet that's how many times it's translated. So you get different translations, don't you? Interpretations. Interpretations, yeah. So you wonder, I don't know, I'm going to put it in history, I think. One of my customers, she had a pile of books by a front door and she was taking them out and said oh I've got to drop these off today I said oh you're chucking them out yeah so I just said help yourself I got that one I got a book on <coughs> Napoleonic Wars mm -hmm. I got a book on something else oh, a guide around the Mediterranean book a non-fiction book is that for your dad for any sales around the Mediterranean? Oh, no, he's giving up on that dream. <laughs> the Birth of Europe, it's called. It's like a guide through the history of the Mediterranean. But Three good books. And that was one of them, The Gospel of John. Mm -hmm. Going in history. I think I should... I said it before, but I want to read the Bible. Yeah, I always think about reading the Bible because I've never read it. It's oh. a ripping yarn. <laughs> It's probably the second... John begets Alice. <laughs> Alice begets George. These are all English names. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the most influential book ever written, isn't it? Of all time. Of all time. In Western Europe. Well, in, in, the, in, in the world. Europe, and the Americas. In the world. What did you not say? What yeah, about the most influential book? What yeah. about... Um, Confucius's text. Nah. Confucianism. Oh, what? No. What's it called? 
Confucianism. <laughs> yeah, but as far as global impact, it's nothing in comparison. It's only in one country, really. No, there's, there's a Confucius Institute in Preston. Right, but it's it's nowhere doesn't have any. It's reached near. Preston. It's never enough at the same influence as the Bible because that's no. I was the being, I was being facetious. Oh, okay. Confucius. I've been Confucius. Is there any books that come close for being as influential as the Bible? Fight Club. A Song of Fire and Ice. Yeah. Currently. How influential? I think. Are we? Are we misinterpreting the word yeah. influential? With influenza. As in, you could inspired good, people's behaviours and. A good example would be. Uh, would it be Mein Kampf? Right. Ooh. I suppose that's had a large impact because it's his uh, raison d'etre. Or rather... That Chairman Mao's little red... Uh, little, little black book. <laughs> <laughs> for the weekend. You could say uh, The Prince by Machiavelli is, is mm. uh, highly influential in the business world. Yeah. Um, what about something that Nietzsche wrote that inspired Hitler? Well, you'd have to take it back and back, and then who yeah. inspired Nietzsche? Yeah, Greeks. Where does so it we end? Go back to Socrates. Yeah. <laughs> and then where does Socrates get it from? Bill and Ted. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, John Wick is the master prophet. Yeah, <laughs> I think the Bible's the most arguably influential the most book influential book. <laughs> <laughs> Plato's Ooh. The Republic. Not influential. It's just, a, it's just a, just a. Well, it's, yeah. All right. Yeah. Are we staying here, by the way? Otherwise, I'll have my last bottle. No, we answer both. All right. Okay. I'll just have this then. Um. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. <sighs> what books have influenced you personally? Having not read the Bible. 1984. And it's influenced you how? Yeah. More concerned about um, surveillance. How does it, how's that influenced Wait, you? Wait, walk me up. I read that years ago, and I think I read it again. And then I read loads of his, well, not loads, he didn't write that many Everything. books because he died. You draw but, parallels, don't you? Um, but I read all of his, quite a few of his other books. His book, his novels rather than his essays. Um, and all quite bleak, actually. Um, yeah, hurry up and get to the sex. But anyway, um, there's always a sex scene. Um, yeah, and I don't, I, I don't think anything, any book has ever really influenced me. Except maybe the Bible when it was forced down my throat at school. Maybe I don't think anything. I don't think I've read lots of books. Oh, uh, Guns, James, and Steel, right. That was one that influenced me uh, massively. Everyone should read that book. What's that bad science? Uh, ben Goldacre. Is that, is that his name? Fuck, no. I think it's called Bad Science. That was pretty good. Can't be thinking about... Science. Science. <laughs> I saw a book. I went into my uh, brother-in-law just passed his degree and... Um, went into town to meet them for a celebratory meal and uh, I went into Waterstones and I saw a book about jeans that looked quite interesting but I can't remember what it was called so there's absolutely no point in me 
carrying on with this. It's the Dawkins one, was it? God no, Delusion. No. Yeah, selfish Gene. No. That's a, that's a good book, actually. Hmm. Have you read The Science Delusion? No, she got it on the shelf. Is that an anti... An it's an answer to the God Delusion. Yeah. Yeah. Have you uh, read it? God heavy. Have you read it? Yeah, yeah. Did you, it's by Rupert Sheldrake. Do you read it because um, you always say that you want to have a balance of uh, knowledge or input to your knowledge? Is that why you read it? I read it because it was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, we, so although- it, it goes into the the problems that there are with science. Yeah. The way humans are human confirmation beings. bias. Yeah. yeah. Peer pressure. Financial pressure. Peer-reviewed uh, journals never publishing negative results. Yeah. How to get funding for your next dig. Yeah, exactly. And how to always get a somehow wink, wangle a, a positive effect. <coughs> Don't publish negative evidence. Yeah, exactly, yeah. There's lots of reasons. And it goes into that, basically. It was just an answer to the God delusion. I've read loads of stuff when, when I was doing my degree and like when I was doing that other course about so many articles mention or like when you, or if you if you buy or if you, I don't know if you have subscribed to a, a scientific journal, they do the articles, but then they also have the editorials and the, mm. the amount of editorials that mention we should publish more negative results to say what we've not or there should be some sort of database to confirm what has not been found. Yeah, raw data. Publish yeah. your raw data. Yeah, but it just doesn't happen. So, you, Phil, you were saying about um, having a balanced view, and you want, or Matt, you were saying that Phil is saying about having a balanced view and wanting to read uh, well, different getting, sides. And getting an input from... Dif- yeah, different sides from the argument, I suppose. Do you think you ever truly have your own views? I know it's important to build a balanced view, and but that's the cumulative opinion of other people in, in books that we've we've all read. Do you think, uh, bearing in mind we're talking about the influence books have on us, do you not think that every single book you read has an influence on your your understanding and your kind of worldview and whether it's balanced or not. Yeah. And that shifts throughout your life. Maybe. Depending on what you're reading. And what what or rather what you're what you expose digesting. yourself to. Yeah. But then I I think that, that obviously speaking from a psychology point of view, mm. I think that then that interacts with your traits. As to what you'd be open to, how open you are to yeah. Yeah. You're changing. You dismiss things. Mm-hmm. Your argument's like a social constructionist argument, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Sorry. I think, no, to be it's, fair, it's, I think it would influence, but I think you'd have to, to the extent that it influenced you, would be balanced out by your traits, basically. Yeah. Nature the results of our influence. Well, it's like the, uh, what's the thing? The... Uh, Fucking the interaction of genes with the environment. What's it called? Something the uh, epigenetics. Epigen- uh, no, the, uh, phenotype. Phenotype is a physical display of a a gene. So brown eyes. You you have genetics for brown eyes, and the expression of that in your genetic makeup is the phenotype. Two dicks. Twelve dicks. 
three tits total recall 12 dicks and brown eyes 12 dicks and brown eyes total my my first uh, country album (laughs) (laughs) is that why you had your hair cut (laughs) yeah so brown eyes means something else as well as well as just brown eyes so to interpretation (laughs) yeah it depends what you've exposed yourself to 12 dicks and brown eyes I don't Mm. want to uh, narrow my sales your dicks (laughs) I don't want to narrow my 12 dicks Yeah, yeah, so just like are we are we a result of our our exposures? Like, say, I mean, you've you've dismissed it as out of nonsense. hand. <laughs> out of hand. Mm. Yeah. Is that because you you've exposed are. yourself yeah. to to some authors who have that who share that view? No, biology plays a part in everything. Yeah, I don't think uh, there's no unifying theory to life. There can't be. It's too complicated. We'd like to hope that it's too complicated no it is too complicated there's no algorithm or theory I don't think mm. well until computers get uh, brainy enough 42 <sighs> that's, the, that's the thing Deep is that thought. they will they will get to a point where they can compute so much data that they can predict the future because they can run crunch the numbers and they can also go backwards and they can read read but they kind of do that now the tiny kind of computers can create galaxies and universes. Now, no, but they it? can take the raw data, the real data, and and work, re-engineer that backwards, and we'll be able to see into the past. The computer will be able to write our history for us. Well, could for they? Or could they, could they just create infinite histories? No, and select the right one. No, because it's a deacon. It's a reductionist thing, isn't it? It reduces and reduces and reduces to an origin. It reduces. <laughs> and they would just, with raw computing power, number crunching, be able to deduct ah, the whole reality down. That's to like the point mapping of, every single yeah. one of your decisions you've ever yeah. made from birth. Yeah. And a computer could do that, reverse engineer that. Yeah. So it could follow the path you've taken back to birth, and then calculate every other path. But you'd have to input every decision you'd ever made. Yeah. But the computer would have to figure out. it out. It could map the entire universe around that simulation. It could run every possibility. That that's a lot of data. <laughs> yeah, but computers Moore's law. Computers gonna get quicker and quicker and blah blah blah. And once you get AI, AI takes over the inventing process from humans because they can develop and it just goes in that fucking hockey stick that Kurzweil talks about and then it's AI the world's changed forever and they will have that compute, raw computing power that we can't even dream of inventing what if it's already happened I'm, I was skipping along oh, yeah. BH like we're in the fucking <laughs> simulation simulation theory imagine the porn when AI takes control simulation Dad, theory would you, be, would you be able to follow those paths that you didn't take previously why not because if you link that to like virtual reality, yeah, you could live your other lives, other wives. I mean, lives. lives. <laughs> I think, there, I think there was lives. a black mirror to that effect, wasn't there? Was there? Yeah, the afterlife one on the coast. Well, no, that was more. Well, was that was that was more. Well, they were downloading their consciousness. Yeah, yeah, and you live. That was that one, that one outcome, wasn't it? But mm. if you if you could say right. No, I'm sick of what I, what, where this path is going. I want to see where I might have done if I'd done something else at uni or whatever. Below. Whatever choice you... Whatever junction you decide to go back to, you'd be able to 
virtually see where that would have led. I don't know to what end, though. What would you do with all that information? Mm-hmm. You can you can change your mind unless you lived permanently in a simulation and you could switch between yeah. channels nah. almost like on the it television. It won't be able to do that. All it can do is look into the past. It can't alter can't alter what's already happened all it can do is compute its way back through the possibilities to write the history but then then you want influence it. it i mean if you've made a decision 10 years ago then there's 10 years of history on one path and 10 years of history on the other path that you're on yeah and then all the subsequent paths so even though if it can't like tell you what's going on down these other paths that haven't actually you haven't actually experienced by kind of computing possibilities and, and determining what what would have happened in that 10 year time period then there's no point in having it it's just I mean I can remember decisions that big decisions I've made yeah but if it can remember like to date what we to get for dinner today yeah like three fucking drive-ins. if it has enough computing power to look back in time it therefore has enough computing power to look forward in time and it'll be able to predict the future would it be able to predict the future on the path you're currently on I think the the nature of reality. I don't think it matters who you are or what path you're on. <laughs> Lost him. <laughs> no, because it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to generate every single. I sound like that that Asian uh, self help guru in the states. What's he called? Donna gets loads of stick for talking nonsense. <laughs> oh no god idea. what's it called no idea it's not Amit got swarmy but well if you know the answer listeners uh, <laughs> postcard to uh, just send us an email a universe and blinking out of spiritual synchronicity and that's what it sounds like Dalai just Lama word salad <laughs> just a word salad word salad With, great yeah. band name <laughs> <laughs> Right, Amish Inquisition at gmail.com. Send us some hate mail. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Carl.